And welcome back to Answers for Elders Radio, everyone, as we're talking about financial and legal foundations to start the new year. I am here with Mr. David Clemens. He is a long-term care funding expert, David, and you've been around you know, quite a while, for about 16 years, doing programs helping families afford the expensive cost of long-term care, and welcome to the program. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's going to be fun talking to your audience today. You know, it is because uh, that's a big misnomer. People think, oh my gosh, how in the world am I going to take care of myself? Especially now, after we've been through a horrible recession, a lot of us are family caregivers. Um, A lot of us have lost our jobs um, doing caregiving. And we're in a situation in many cases where we sit back um, being in our 50s and 60s, not having much in the way of savings or equity in our homes or all different kinds of things. And Obviously, there's different degrees. But, David, what do you find most most often with families that are in that role? Well, if a, if a family member is taking care of a parent, there's a huge fi- uh, family dynamic that I've mm-hmm. watched. And I've got over 40 clients right now that are using their long-term care insurance. But I've talked to hundreds of families that are dealing with this you know, life event of taking care of somebody. Right. And the family dynamics is that, you know, the children... Um, which are usually doing it. A lot of times it's the spouse too. But the children have to stop their lives. And if their kids are in school, they're they're missing the, the soccer games and their college football games or or they're just missing promotions mm-hmm. and just missing time away from their lives. Um, their parents, if they're taking care of their parents, just that day-to-day grind of being with a parent, um, you know, sometimes we didn't have fun living with our parents, <laughs> let alone taking care of them. So exactly. that family dynamics, um, I, in, my, in my history, it's, it's, it tears families apart more than it brings them together. Because mm-hmm. people will say, oh, my mom wants me to take care of her, where she really doesn't. She just wants you to be around to be mm-hmm. a supporting person, but not the <laughs> one actually doing the work. Well, and it's the other side, I'm sure, of taking care of a parent. They know how to push your buttons. They've, you know, they raised you, they know you, there's all different types of dynamics in a family, and it's the siblings. Uh, you know, if you're the one that's on the, the front line with caring for a loved one, and you're the one that's missing out on work, and you're the one that's, you know, driving to the doctor appointments and helping them, there's, it's, there's a big difference in your experience of your parent as opposed to your siblings that come in and maybe visit once a month or once a year or whatever that is, I'm sure. And sometimes family members run away from the problem because they won't come home for the weekend to see mom because she's in that position. And, yeah. and then there's animosity between the children because you're not helping enough. Mm-hmm. And the one that's doing all of it thinks they're getting the bad deal. Right, right. So obviously now you, I know you're one of the um, endorsed local providers of the Dave Ramsey show, which is, which is really awesome. And, and um, I'm so glad that you're here because a lot of people have questions about long-term care funding, whether it's veterans benefits, whether it's, you know, how, one of the biggest concerns of families is how do we manage not only mom and dad's long-term care funding, but the cost of health care and, and the cost of care going forward. And, you know, you're going to multiply that by, you know, I'm in my 60s today. I'm going to be in my 80s probably if I live that long. Uh, you know, who, who knows how expensive that care is going to be <laughs> then. Well, so there's only really four ways to fund long-term care. Mm-hmm. There's just those four ways. And, and the first way is your family just does it. I mean, that's just the way it's funded. Yeah. And by the sacrifice and the money that the children sometimes will put into it or the, the fact that the spouse stops their life to take care of a, a spouse. 
But the second way you do it, you just pay for it. And if somebody's got a million bucks, you know, they can write a check for $100,000 a year to pay for the caregiving. Mm -hmm. If somebody doesn't have a lot of money and they have to spend the money because the family's not there to help or they didn't have a lot of wealth, they're going to spend their money away. And then there's Mm -hmm. Medicaid. Um, The welfare system is losing ground because there's no beds anymore. And so, and then so Medicaid's kind of like that the aid and attendance benefit you've been right. talking about on your show. You have to spend down a bit to get to that VA benefit. Um, so you got your family, your money, and then welfare. If you right. run out of money, all long-term care insurance is is just a, a funding mechanism for uh, allowing you to have money to pay for care. Right. Uh, um, there's a monthly limit to how much they're going to let you spend every month, but all that really is is a permission slip to not force your family to do all the caregiving. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. mean, even if it's four or $5,000 a month of assistance, if your care expenses were 8000 because you're paying for caregivers, if the insurance pays half of that, that's half of it that the family didn't have to do. Well, and you don't realize it. It's like, like for example, my mom. I, she was started out in assisted living, right, or independent. Started out in a, independent, but she really should have been in assisted living. She did not have long-term care insurance. And we ended up having to, uh, by the time she was done, she was paying $8,500 a month for assisted living, where most of that was based on, uh, she had lived in a studio apartment. So it wasn't like her apartment rent that she paid was that much. It was like over, you know, probably close to $5,000 a month that was, had she had long-term care insurance, would have helped with that not to crack. And even when the insurance doesn't pay the whole bill, Mm -hmm. when somebody has to start dipping into their portfolio of wealth, whether it's in their home or they have to sell a piece of property or Mm -hmm. an investment, you're usually going to have to pay taxes on that money. Right. Um, If you got to sell a home, you're going to pay closing costs in the state. And so everything, getting to your money, unless it's in a Roth IRA, costs you money. And Mm -hmm. so you're going to lose 20 to 25% of it just to get to your money. And so that's expensive. And yes, then you've pulled is. money out of your portfolio, which doesn't now it doesn't earn income anymore. Right. And doesn't get passed on to the kids if you go end up going through a bunch of it. Right, right. And so obviously, um, we as adult children need to think about our own lives if we're taking care of mom and dad. I mean, think about today. Uh, you know, if you're listening and maybe you're taking care of a loved one or know people that are taking care of loved ones and know the expensive um, cost. Think about yourself, because I think one of the things that I didn't do when I was a caregiver is I didn't think about me. I was your sacrificial lamb to the nth degree. You know, I put everything in my life on hold, which you talked about, and I didn't take care of myself. And what I should have done is all kinds of things. <laughs> and that's why we're here today, obviously, because I had to learn all these things after the fact. Now, one of the things that I know for for what you do is you help, obviously, even, you know, if you live on a budget, to be able to pay a little bit per month towards a long-term care policy, the, the younger that you get, isn't that true? It's less money. Absolutely. The younger you buy this insurance, the less expensive it is, and you, you pretty much lock in the price. But um, it, long-term care insurance is really hard to get now. You have to be very, very healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, I had 30% declines last year in the couple hundred oh policies goodness. that I took applications from. So the insurance companies have tightened up their underwriting. Um, the policies are expensive. So mm-hmm. there's lots of reasons people don't buy this, this insurance. One is they can't qualify with health. 
Another is they just can't afford a hundred dollars a month for you know for the insurance, mm-hmm. and they don't have much wealth anyway. So it wouldn't make sense to buy a policy if you don't have wealth because you'll end up on Medicaid. Probably. Wow, I didn't know that it was so. Um, restrictive as far as what do the insurance companies look for as far as health? Well, we'd have an hour show. We're going to talk about all the, the hundreds of things that, that either create higher premiums or declines. Uh-huh. But any chronic condition or a combination of chronic conditions is going to not, you're not going to buy insurance. Wow. Um, just because they, they're really gotten really picky about who they accept. Interesting. Um, so it's, it, it has become very difficult. So we are talking to David Clemens. He is a long-term care um, insurance agent, I guess I would say, but he's an advisor. He works with families. David, tell me a little bit about, you know, how you work with families. What would be the one thing that you would talk about with families and and to determine their needs? Great. Well, after, you know, listening to your show for the last few weeks, um, you know, a couple of your guests have talked about how there's, um, you know, in the estate planning world, only 64% of the population's ever written a will. Mm -hmm. Well, that's crazy. Eighty percent, eighty percent of the of the population hasn't taken and put together a long term care plan. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have a plan, just like if you don't have a will, you go to probate, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Well, if you don't have a long term care plan, you're kind of expecting your kids or taking it for granted that your spouse or your kids will take care of you. That's unfair to everybody. But if that's going to be your plan, is that your family is going to take care of you? They need to know that. Mm-hmm. Um, they need to be living closer to you or living across the street or something. Um, Obviously, some people will never even consider insurance because they don't like insurance companies and just don't plan ahead. But if somebody is going to have to, if they're going to self-insure because they don't want to buy insurance or couldn't buy insurance, Mm -hmm. then they just need to be ready to liquidate their money. And they have to be... They have they not they can't be stingy about their money if they have the stroke and need care, right? Because the family won't want to spend the money, the thirty bucks an hour to hire a caregiver. Amen. So the daughter will do it, um, and the daughter will have to do it because she's trying to protect mom's money, so she doesn't lose it all, or the daughter, right. or that the daughter will potentially inherit some of it. But what I encourage people to do if they've got the money. Spend it on care because that's why you saved it and earned it. Don't put your children through having to be your caregiver every day for 10 hours. Have them come on the weekends and pay, and mm-hmm. use your money that you've grown with mm-hmm. to, to take the burden off the family to have to do it. Right. Have, right. Let them come over when they want to, not when they have to. And it's always, you know, we talk about as, you, as you've listened to the show, is any time that you can be a daughter or a son, that's the d- right decision to make. It's not about, you know... I always talk about with families, choose your battles. You know, don't always, you know, don't parent your parent. You know, don't be in a situation where you're taking care of a parent and all of a sudden, you know, you're trying to be the one that is the savior. Because there's other things, resources out there that you should take advantage of as a as a child. And that's certainly one of the things that, you know, taking care of yourself is that long-term care. Yeah. Even piece. if your parents were healthy, you're going to come over to see the folks on the on the weekends as, as, mm-hmm. as just because you love them and you want to hang out with them. Right. But when you have to come over to do their dishes and laundry and drive them to a doctor's appointment and cook their meals for them, it, it takes on a different role. Right. Um, I like the term being a tender, loving caregiver as opposed to a caregiver because you're coming Love over that. to watch the Oprah show with her and not yes. you know, bake her bread for her. So, Dave, how do we reach you? My my office number. I have an office in Kirkland, but I cover the you know all kinds of different states. You know, basically nationally, I can help people. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the ELP for Dave Ramsey in Hawaii, so I talk to a lot of people in Hawaii. I love that. Um, but my phone number at my office is four two five eight two three. Eight nine six one, 
And an email uh, I have is dgcclem at earthlink.net. That's wonderful, Dave. Thank you so much for being on the program with us today. I sure appreciate it and had fun. It's time to rethink, renew, and reimagine retirement. Hey, everybody. Jared Sebesta here, host of Retire Repurposed. Now, this podcast is about the non-financial parts of retirement, which many times can be even more challenging than the financial. We believe retirement is not the end, rather the beginning of what could be the most impactful, purposeful, and fulfilling season of a person's life. So don't retire. Become repurposed. To listen now, search Retire Repurposed on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.